Sabbath to you, Gabriel. Beautiful Sabbath to you too, there, John. I understand you like the song. It is a prayer song, a song for a son who is struggling, maybe with something, and um, yeah, it's the mother praying and praying for the son. Yes, that the Lord should hear the prayer. She's been talking to God on her knees, and she just wants God to answer. And then this is the song of prayer. Of a mother and uh, that of a wife, which one receives uh, a urgent answer? <laughs> well, a wife would become a mother someday. And, uh, I mean, if your mother or your wife were to pray for you, which one do you think? I think that is up to God. <laughs> because your wife prays for you from the heart of her heart, mothers too also pray for you from the heart of their hearts. Well, I think mothers really, give everything in their prayers. Mothers give agree, everything in their I agree prayers. with you. I agree with you. And some wives to do that, they give all in their prayers, especially they for their husband. Their and then they also become mothers too someday. And uh, yeah. I think it's just up to God. And so basically, every praying woman is a powerful woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every praying woman <laughs> must be a powerful woman because the victory for the battles that are in, uh, the journey that they have embarked upon is on their knees. And that victory is by incision The victories are won on the knees. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. As a way of welcoming you, dear listener, to today's Bible study, and we... Thank you so much for always sparing some time every um, every weekend to be here with us. Uh, we also had a very busy, busy week, but God has been very gracious to us. We are thankful. So, we are thankful. without uh, waste of time, would you pray for us, Gabriel? Dear Father in heaven, thank you so very much for this week. Thank you for the time to look at your word. Thank you for the crucial lessons we have to learn for the times that we are in. It is my prayer that these lessons will not leave us without being changed by them. Help us, O God, put your words in our mouth, for we pray all of these in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Gabriel, I think uh, this song uh, reminds us that there is hope for everyone as long as someone is praying for you. That cannot be better said as long as uh, somebody prays. And I remember some time ago, somebody said something to me and it never left me. said, there is no place that you go in life that the prayer of a mother has not been to before you. Absolutely. I feel really touched by that. And I, I, I must tell you that I have been to places that I know that of a truth, it wasn't my intelligence or my demeanor or the way I speak that speaks the way I believe it was just the hand of prayer. And then one simple mother who was praying perhaps somewhere in one uh, in one a room, village, basically, you know, I tell you truth. Praying and for you in her native language, but she's praying her heart out. I for tell you. you, and that's why as as a child, you know, even if I'm a married man today, uh, you're still your mom's baby. And you tell you, and what are you? And what are you to your wife? <laughs> I'm a baby too. I mean, you I'm need to say that very too. well now. Yeah. If your mom is baby, then what? What are you to your? I'm wife? I'm a husband, a honey, and uh, <laughs> but your wife wants you to be her baby too. That's true. Sometimes. Anyway. Yeah. That's true. But you see, that's the the fact is that she 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 always spends time pouring out uh, her to God on there your behalf. There is this thing between mothers and their. Uh, and that's children. why I cannot and understand. especially mothers and their sons. Yes, and that's uh, why I cannot understand why there are some sons turn out to be against their mothers. It's <laughs> it's very painful when I hear mothers say, "If it's not this this uh, my uh, my breast that you you suck, yeah, while growing." And uh, well, what's that for a typical African mother? <laughs> a typical African mother when when she's uh, pained uh, pain and pressed by what oh. a child has done, you know, she begins to speak in proverbs and one of the proverbs would be to say oh i've i've breastfed you and I, you know that's the highest thing a, a, a human being can share with some other human being uh, and as a mother sharing your life we should never you know we should never push our love to us especially our mother to, to that, that point. point it's 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 heart-wrenching heart-wrenching the lesson for today is quite an interesting one the lesson that it's about it's, family what are around the family it's about the family and uh, i i think god has put in the family, the highest affections you can ever get anywhere in the mm-hmm. world. Absolutely. You can't get it in a in a in a club house. Yeah. You can't get it in 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 a hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can only get these intense affection mm-hmm. in the family where love is true and pure. Absolutely, absolutely. But these days, I, I think the devil has really. Uh, intruded into our families that you hear some very nasty and disturbing stories you see a father molesting the daughters sexually you, you, I mean things that are unprintable happen these days things that are unhearable things that you felt would never happen Happen. under the sun but you see it's the world that we live in somebody once said that family is so important because every other thing ends friendship could end of course and then relationships sometimes could end but you see family and then the person tries to play with the end the three last letters i l u it simply stands for i love you mm. love will stand the test of time even when i l y i l y i should I say love i love you and uh, you see sometimes we have sons that are really stubborn daughters that have chosen to uh, be unnecessarily radical with the way they live their lives but you see the father the mother would not still give up they will still love this child regardless to be honest if the enemy gets hold of a, a family yeah. 
he has succeeded in getting hold of the church because the family is the building block of every society, be it the church or community or everything. It's a family. And as a matter of fact, if you go back to the very beginning, you know that the enemy has been doing everything to fight the very things God established. Of course, from the Eden, from the Garden of Eden. So we see that the battle is still ongoing today. And I think it's even fiercer in this age and time, especially with the spirit of the time that we live in, where parents have little or no say on what the children should do, how they should go about their Mm. lives, impacting knowledge. Our families are losing control much more than any other time in history. Especially the very virtues that are characterized characteristics of a Christian home, they are now becoming a relic of the past. You know, the family is a small group. It is. And in in small group dynamics, a small group is supposed to be a place where people are groomed for leadership, Mm -hmm. where affection and relationships are built. Mm -hmm. And that's what the family does. That's true. And that's why God wants everybody to belong to a family. You see, God doesn't want a, a, a child um, you know, be it daughter or son, not to know the father or the mother. Absolutely. Due respect to those who may be going through that phase of life, that wasn't God's intent. No, it wasn't God's you idea. Know, God, God wouldn't want a a, a couple to I mean to to experience divorce and then the, the kids he, are left. He affirms, he affirms it know. that he hates divorce. The Bible tells us that categorically that God detests. But well, that's divorce. not the lesson today. But if you look at the text of this lesson in Proverbs one verse eight, it says, "My son, hear the instruction of your father." father. It didn't end there, and now. And do not forsake the law of your mother. This presupposes that both father and mother should be part of the training process of the children. That's true. It's not That's left true. to someone. Not just one person. I you think it, it has to be complementary. You know, sometimes the father provides the balance where the mother's excesses might be there. And yeah. it can also be the other way around. It's whereby, okay. It's natural. I mean, it's fine for, for a mother to be tender. Very to, natural. You, you find it in the in the animal world. It's everywhere. You know, it's there. So it's for a mother it. to have that, that um, what do you call it now, attachment. To the daughter, to the, the son. To the child. Yeah. But, you know, the father always provides the balance in the, the case cloud. whereby, <laughs> yes, being the father, the priest of the home. And sometimes that can be missing when you have just single, single parent. Single parent. I mean, it's, it can be very challenging. I know if you speak to single mothers or fathers, mm, they're going through a lot. They're going through a lot. And sometimes they wish, but even most times, there was just that person there, that figure there. You know, I did a paper sometime in school, not here, you know, about um, the causes of divorce, the impact of the. I think it was in your 300 level back when yeah, it's, it's an eye opening research because. Family life. The thing is that. You may think divorce is a solution to the problem you have. It's mm-hmm. not a solution. It opens a floodgate to many other troubles you That's can true. never curtail. That's true. And I think most couples who sign up for divorce never think about their children so much. If they do, maybe that would stay their hand. My mom would always say, and that's in our native language, very beautiful. She would say that most wives, most mothers, uh, in their marriages, not because there is love. I mean, love lost has has been has been there for long in most marriages, mm-hmm. but they stay because of their children. They are looking at the future of their children, and and when I think about it, I I try to understand how much our mothers sacrifice for us. I'm not saying our fathers don't sacrifice. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there are some fathers who would like to take a walk, but because of their children, too, they want to uh, stay. Reason being that God wants your father 
and your mother to join hands in training you. You know, this is why we call life life because you have a lot of things to learn. Some persons will also come up with the stance that I had to walk away because because of you, because of, of, of the, the good of, of the, the children. children because <laughs> I, the way maybe a mother that is suffering from violence from the man or mm, other things, physical abuse, physical abuse or verbal abuse and all what have you. Or so, in a marriage where the father couldn't take care of the children. And you know, the Bible even says that you know, such a man is even worse than an infidel. An infidel. So, yeah, reasons for which. But even at that point, there are life stories of people who persevered. That's I, true. I read another story sometime of a woman whose husband, you know, was a drunkard for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she married the, the guy, the guy was drinking, you know, the children grew, the guy mm-hmm. was drinking. It's a powerful story. I used to preach yeah. with that story in those days. And he kept drinking and drinking. She would take her kids to church. The, the guy would never go to church. But that, but that was a unique woman, by the way. I'm not saying every woman should do this. And she kept praying. You know, every morning she would pray with her kids, her daughters, her sons. Let's pray for daddy. Daddy, God will arrest him for 40 years. The story says that the kids were all married and left home. This woman was still praying, going to church. The man was still a drunkard, you know, mocking the wife. You know, you Christian. You know. But you know, the day God arrested the man, the woman was in church. And the man walked in <laughs> and, he, and he just created a scene like he wanted to be baptized. And the pastor was like, no, but you, uh, you, you, you've not changed. He said, no, he has changed that he has dropped the bottle. They asked him, what happened? Who preached to you? He said, nobody preached to me, but my wife's love and persistence for 40 years mm. has changed my life. So it happens that you know you can still expect a change on the part of your spouse, but not always. Well, and what your story you shared now reminded me of a quote I stumbled on during the week. Life can only be understood backward, but it must be lived um, forward. You can say that again. Uh, I think it's life it's, can only be understood, understood backward, backward, but it must be lived forward. This man that you spoke about, <laughs> the punchline, and. I mean, 40 good years. 40 good years. It was at that point he understood all he had made his wife go through. And yet she persevered. Mm. And at that point he made a a, a resolve in his heart Mm. to make a body change. And I mean, I'm sure the subsequent years would be like the best years of the But the story is that he he didn't live long again. He died a few years after. But thank God he remedied. I mean, his last days must have been. The the woman's prayers did not go. Unanswered. That's the point in the story. Eternity must have been a reward yeah. for the young She kept praying. Man. She persevered. She knew. She said, this is the love of my life. I'm not going to let you go. And she kept such praying a, such and praying and such praying. Men are very she would never man. insult the man. Even when the man comes home drunk and, you know, vomiting, she would still tell the kids, daddy is back. Let's clean up. Let's... That's how she brought up her kids. And... Uh, it was a powerful experience. I mean, there are many stories. There are many stories that we can share. We don't just have the luxury of the mm. time. Of, I mean, so Gabriel, tell them that... education at home. Last week, we talked about the importance of education and the fact that we are fast losing grips on Christian education. The tenets of at Christian home, education. in our schools, in the mm. church, we are losing it. Did God intend that the home should be the primary place for education, especially when it comes to imparting morals in the kids? Was it, was that God's original plan? That was God's ideal. That was God's plan. It all began in Eden. He was their teacher. Mm. He, he taught them all they should know, even before the 
uh, incursion of sin. sin. Um, God still was their teacher. He, he, of course, he made a plan of salvation, but even the plan of salvation, they ought to understand. You see that in the life of um, Adam and Eve, even in the raising of their children too. It's true that we're not giving much details about. Yes, it's true. We're not day to day. But of course, life. we know that they grew with certain. But we can see that in the life of Abel, and, there and was something good too. to learn. And came to, and even in the experience, you see that the end point. Sometimes you do your best as parents. You give them what you should give them. You give them the training that they need. The end result is always up to them. The Bible, the Bible says, "Turn up a child in the way he should go." And when he's old, he, he will not depart. depart. But this is choice. He's not going to depart. depart, or he will depart and retract. It's the what choice of is the choice of the your parents to do your own part. I mean, the how much, example. How much should you do? Because there are parents who tell you, "Leave the child. He's still young. He can't <laughs> understand anything. You, when you, he's old, he will learn." But the no, Bible says, no. "Turn up a child in the way he should go." When he's a, a child. As a matter of fact, we know that the early stages of a child, from the stage of one to six. seven, some yeah, six, right. um, is the formative year. These years are the formative years of a child. And there's this saying by the Catholics: "Give me a child between the age of um, that's what we have mentioned, and I will make." Became a Catholic forever. They understand the importance of these years. So if you're saying that you should leave the child right now, when he's old, he will understand. Trust me, he will never understand. Maybe you're not doing the training right now. You're accidentally, but another person is actually training your child for you. And the end results, most of the times, can always now, be very catastrophic. It's a very practical lesson. And the, the goal of these lessons is to bring, you know, change in the way we do things uh, to revive us. These days, uh, mothers, young mothers, they are quite busy. Everybody is pursuing career. Everybody wants to be a career woman. They want to help the husband. Which is not to, a bad thing to it's do. It's okay. It's but we, we, we are looking at what is more important. I mean, you you decide to, to get into marriage. You think you are mature and uh, you get married. Marriage has its obligations and commitments. That's true. Basic to the commitment you find in marriage is that of raising up the children. Because you are raising these kids for God. It's for God. If you read Actually, the lesson today, stewards. you're stewards for God. You, have to give you, are, like, to God. you are like God's Awesome representatives, Before you know, them. in the lives of this. As kids. they grow, you are the God that they see. It is now your responsibility to, to channel lead them, them to God, to the real God there is. And it reminds me of a woman. I think it's Agrippinus the second who raised Nero as a beast, and then we are told that God will punish her for raising a child like a beast. <laughs> well, that's someone's opinion, of course. But you know, this this time around, our mothers don't have time for us. You 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 put to bed, and in less than six months. Your child is found in in, 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 in the kindergarten or in the What what for? And you're busy running to meet up with your job and everything. Day to day, your child is there. At a point, you begin to wonder if if your child was, uh, you know, if someone took your child at the point of birth and you took someone's child because you don't see anything about you in the child. The someone problem. else is raising your child for you. So how do we how do we bridge this gap of having no time for kids and um, we can't fulfill the obligation we have to God if we keep doing this? I think it's a matter of priority, and sometimes what informs your priority, your relationship with God could inform your priority, 
if you choose to be a career person and that's all you want to be remembered for. With all with if, all due respect to career ladies, we're not saying that it, that's not it's fine. Fantastic. But we're looking at the timing of everything. And we're looking at priority what's, what's, actually. What's more important? Because the truth is, yes, even if you go with your career right now, someday you'll be retired. Of course. And then you look at that boy, you look at that girl. At your old age, your career may not even make any sense to you. What you look at that gives you joy even at your retirement, is that boy, what you have done, how you have helped. And someday they will make statements, statements that will either reflect if you did your job well or if you didn't do your job well. Of course, we know that sometimes parents try their honest best. The children still turn out to be what they want to be. Oh, absolutely. Prayers happens. change things. But let us do our own part first. You decide to go for a career, you decide to do that at the detriment of raising your children. We have spoken about the formative years, the time a child is spent. No matter how we try, fathers are supposed to play their roles too. Mm. But naturally, children spend more time with their mothers. They naturally tend to spend more time because you're going to be the one doing the breastfeeding. You're going to be the one. They, they spend more time with you. So it means that you have a response. I mean, a woman has a responsibility to nurture a child. And not just in our own but, understanding, but Gabriel, the understanding let's, of let's God. Let's also look at the mindset of some ladies. Not every woman would agree with you. Of course, that's true. That uh, she has to sit at home because she is married and she has kids and she has to uh, maybe suspend her career just to take care of kids. Not every woman would agree with you. Mm -hmm. So that's where the problem lies. Uh, the, the best they can do is to get a nanny to sit at home. Uh, to tend the baby while they pursue their career and every other thing. But I would also say what Jesus said, what shall it profit a man to mm -hmm. gain the whole world and lose his soul? So what shall it profit you as a mother to gain your career and lose your child? Actually, your you can still have your career. No one is against your career, but we're just saying set the priorities priority. straight. I mean, your child is of utmost priority. You, you, you are raising children for God. I tell that's you the truth. That's the greatest career you can ever have. At the end of your life, you look at all of those certificates. You look at, I mean, these things will be born in hell. We will be born with fire sometimes. But you see, this treasure these trays are the ones you will you present. You are raising people for eternity. They are the trophies you'll present before God. Mm. God, you gave me this child and wow. I did my honest best <laughs> to ensure that did you, you represent you. Did you hear that? You. They are the trophies. Yeah, man. they have that to be. It's, it's not your PhD you in something. No. To God. No. God, I have done my work and we are here in heaven, not by my strength, by my strength because by you my helped mind. me, but I did my job. So if you, if you, if God will not do all of these things mm. for us. The part we have to pay, we need to play them. Divinity will do what uh, they have to now, do. most parents would argue that, okay, the best thing I can do is to provide you with good food, good clothing, and then send you to Harvard or send you to, you know, anywhere, Oxford. That's fine. That's good. I mean, if I had parents that could send me to those schools, kudos. I mean, applaud it say. Maybe you would have been a pastor today. Whatever, you know. <laughs> the thing is, it is not just about getting them the things they need communication is very important communication it's very important you know today we speak about means of communication yeah. um maybe some it's via messenger via whatsapp and various that's the time we live in. We can go backwards. We, we cannot go we backwards, can. but we can't go to, to we can't go back to the time of uh, Telegram and all those. Of course, we know we are now in but high tech time. The communication. So is how do we use important. high tech to do this training? Of I think it's it's important we have a very very good balance with these things. Mm. You see, in the home, parents communicate with their children via WhatsApp mm. means or via other means, and then you ask yourself. Do you know that there are things you will never see if I keep 
chatting with you on WhatsApp that I get to see if I were having a face-to-face -face communication. Course. Do you know that there are habits that children maybe have developed mm -hmm. along the way that you will never discover if, because it's something they tell you they are doing fine, they send you a smiley emoji yeah. on WhatsApp, and whereas where they are right now, they are currently in a, in a state of depression. Depression. You, we need, no matter how busy we get, we need to make out time. We need to create bonds. The bonding is very kids. key. It's not just bonds. Else you become a stranger Strong to your bonds. own children. It's and it can really break hearts that they tell your child is this and you're like, Junior, when did you become this? Because you've also you know, feel your responsibilities. Yeah, bro, it's a very fascinating time we are going through. Absolutely. Fascinating in the sense that we are losing it. You see, I, I just read a book just recently. You know, the, the lady was arguing that when she 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 is she is um a researcher you know she has a phd in uh, psychology you know she she was saying that that she supports a child to decide what gender <laughs> they want to take you know she's saying that when she gave birth to her baby she refused to give a name feminine or masculine she refused to you know all those things that they, if i when the doctor was like why not give a name like no he would choose he she would choose whatever name they want and you know what happened? That baby began to grow. She allowed the baby to choose the name. In fact, in that book, she she, she was calling the baby by day, not not he or she day. The baby is now day. That's a that's a pronoun for the baby day. You know, that's the kind of world we're living. And now she says that when the baby grows, uh, they, let's say they, they will decide what sex they want to have, whether they want to be male or female. So in the light of this kind of age, what, what do we do? Do we still have uh, that right as parents to decide for our kids? how they will live their lives or do we leave everything to the times we live in such freedom can be very dangerous when you leave everything to the time they are living in then they will get they get carried away by the spirits of the of time the they never find an identity for themselves i mean jesus was not wrong the holy spirit was not wrong when they told us to train our children in the way they should go mm. We're not saying you make decisions for them, but you have a responsibility to guide them in making decisions. As a matter of fact, if you are a Christian, you've raised your children in the way of the Lord, you've done mm. your honest bits, you understand that the kind of decision they made as a result of the upbringing you've given them. Truth is, I cannot just come up to them and begin to make some decisions. If I tell my mother, she'll be like, where did you get that one from? And I know that I have actually veered completely Training is important. You don't just give them that luxury, that kind of freedom that uh, that does not have the boundaries. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's a day, not a he or he. I mean, these things for me, are, yeah. I wouldn't say they're they, ridiculous, but they're ridiculous. It's, it's they the are. time that we are living in. They are ridiculous. And you have I to, mean, in as much as we have to respect these people's opinion, everybody has a right to whatever they want. But in the light of, point, of the word of God, we can't accept that. We can't accept that, totally that you allow your baby to choose right. what gender they want to become. It's, the Bible says it made them male and female. And female. So, look, we can't support this same-sex uh, thing. It's, it's, it's nowhere just, in the scriptures. In as much as we want to be nice and kind to people, if if you are into that, you need deliverance. That's all I can say. Now, um, Gabriel, we yes. don't have much time. Here. I see that. Too. But you see, um, how about devotion time? How about devotion time? Before you talk about devotion time, did you observe in the lesson that Jesus? 
did not go to the schools of his time, mm-hmm. to the rabbinical schools. Mm-hmm. He didn't go because it's, it's, it, it wouldn't have helped him. Is it compulsory that we send our kids to the, the schools around us when we know for sure that those schools will corrupt whatever values you are trying to implant? What is even education? Is it only going to class, you know, going through a school? In these last days, as we see the world changing, yeah. is it not time for, for for us to begin to encourage homeschools where our mothers, you know, group of mothers in the church can come mm-hmm. together and begin to offer basic education to our kids, at least when they are still tender, before they can, they can decide between Those right sense. and wrong and now go into the world? What do you think? But brother, In the light of devotion, you know, how do we use our devotional time to really build the morals of these young ones? You know, the very early morning, I'm not saying devotion must only be in the morning, but yeah. that time whereby the brain is just coming back from the rest. Yes. Everything it gets is very fresh. It assimilates very fast. And that's why some people will say mathematics should not be taught in the afternoon because you assimilate better. And that's why I didn't learn mathematics. Else. We always, always had it in the afternoon. <laughs> Which is not always the right. best. We always advise that mathematics or further mathematics should be done early in the day when your brain I is still very fresh. I'm not so bad. No, I know you're not so bad there. But the thing is, the devotion we're talking about... Mm. I think parents, I won't just say mothers, parents have to be deliberate about spending time. Even for them, I mean, for the parents themselves, they have to spend time with God very early in the morning. Are we early seek the Savior? Are we mm. early talk of Him? Mm. You talk of Him before the children. They see that that's what you're not. You're not living a borrowed life. You're not faking yourself. Make, make them love the Bible from the very tender age. Let's let's let it be a buy a Bible for them. Even when you want to buy them uh, toys and it's not buy, that. buy things that buy will lead them to God. Everything that will always ingrain in their what mind. What kind of movies do they watch? You what see? kind of songs do they listen to? You know, parents need to take the training of their children very seriously. Let not an outsider train your children for you. You want to grow and see the reflection of yourself in your Not boy, yourself your now. It is God. I mean, I mean, if, if, because if, you are training for God. It's true, but you yourself, you are imitator of Christ. So follow Gabriel, me as long as I Gabriel, follow Christ. Gabriel, if I, I, say, with all due respect, if I say that some people were not ready for marriage and for parenting, maybe I, I, I won't be totally wrong. I'm very careful in saying it. You know, some people really hurried into parenting. If you are not ready for parenting, maybe you can take some time and learn about it. You need to learn about it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a parent. I'm not one. But I, I think there are there are people whose only achievement is to just get pregnant and uh, and, and and they produce children and there is there is no plan whatsoever. Look, factories. You, you you have children seven eight, but not one of them is is trained. All you do is to send them out to people and all those. If you're not ready for that, you can you can take some time. Because if we don't if we don't talk about these things, we will only increase the the troubles in our world, isn't it? You know, raising children is not just about man and woman coming together. Mm. You have to be ready emotionally, you have to be ready psychologically, spiritually and even physically. All of these things are very important. A father who drinks and smokes and what's moral and, uh, is immoral. What moral your children see you? What morality have you just You are ashamed to your family and to God, isn't it? We we, we need to trace our steps back. But but time. is it true that there are fathers who also um, get their children provoked? Because the Bible says fathers 
do not provoke your children to wrath. That's true. So, <laughs> even as we talk about parents who are not really doing their work, are there also parents? I mean, yeah, are there parents who who are also on the other side of always provoking their? What yeah, should be the right. balance? Um, well, I think sometimes we have parents who also go to the other extreme. They never listen to their children. They always want to impose things on them. But I think it's of utmost importance to also hear from them. Hear from them. Yes, as they, they hear from you, also hear from them and help them to find that very thin balance. Sometimes, you know, you young people always be young people. The Bible says their ways can be slippery. Sure. And then no matter how wise we are as elderly people. Try to befriend your children. Be friends with them. Hear them. Listen to them actively. Mm. And then when you know that they are going to the extreme, find mm. a way to bring them back to the balance. Do not provoke them. Do not always think all they say is trash it's and should not be reckoned with. No. Find that balance and you will be happy because they know they can always confide in you. If you if you if you come to them this world and then you are imposing everything on them, mm. they come to you, you never take what they say seriously. At the point, I tell you, they won't come to you again. They begin you. to make decisions by themselves and that may not be the best. So we we have to learn not to provoke them to anger. Listen to them, let them listen to you. To un- that kind of cooperation, that kind of working together will ensure um, that these ones are raised in the way that the Lord will be proud of. Hmm. That's a lesson for today. It's a lesson we cannot exhaust just within this short time we have. Uh, but Gabriel has said all there is to be said today. Uh, that uh, there should be a balance, you know. And uh, I know he has some closing thought. There should be a balance. Uh, our parents should take their work seriously. You are training for God. And uh, I think when you've done your work, uh, when you pray for us, uh, we will always return to God. You know, even even sometimes when we want to be prodigal, we always find our paths back home. And, uh, and then we should not allow the times to influence the work God has given us. You can still pray for that your wayward child. And the Lord will answer you. Okay, for today, before you say your final thought and then you pray, I, I am touched to to ask that you pray for those who are seeking and praying for the fruit of the world. You know, when we talk about children, family, there are people who are like, "Oh God, if you just give me one, I will train. I will give everything." And you have those those who have ten, eight, seven, and they are doing nothing. So let's pray that God will give that person who is listening now and saying, "God, give me one." Let's pray for that person. Then your closing thoughts, and I believe God will answer your prayer. My closing thought is actually to the parents. What they owe their children is consistency. They love God. Let them be consistent about it. Let them not be vacillating back and forth. The children see this today. What they see tomorrow does not corroborate with the things that they say. Be consistent. And for children too, finally at a point in your life, the choice is yours to make. Your parents will do their honest best. They will lead you the way they should. But a time comes in your life where you have to choose for yourself what is really best for you. So make wise decisions. Let your decisions be informed by the things, by the certain virtues you've garnered from your parents and from the Holy Writ. That's where you can be sure of um, proper growing. So at this point, we'll pray for the request you have mentioned. Dear Father God, we are glad because you have helped us to discuss. Now we just want to pray for those who are longing for the fruit of the womb, those who would give anything just to have one child. Lord, you know best why they are going through what they are going through, but we know in your own time you'll make things beautiful. Amen. I pray that you will ready this ones 
for the blessing of a child. Amen. Dear Father, and for those who have children already and are struggling with nurturing, raising their children, please, Father, come to their aid. Amen. Help them to cooperate with you. That by the time all is said and done, parents would have done their honest best in raising their children. And children too would have done what they should do to ensure that they don't bring shame to the name of God. Yes. Help us to be like bearers in this world of sin. Amen. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gabriel, for coming today and uh, making our time from your busy schedule every time. So thank you so much. And uh, to our listeners, we appreciate you. And we pray that this Sabbath will be a blessed time for you and for your families. Amen. Time.